Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Shock Your Potential. And as always, and never changing, I am your host, Michael Sherlock. And you know this month, this beautiful month of January 2021, a brand new year, a brand new opportunity. And I want to make sure that all this month we are trying to not only embrace the new year and all it holds, but also remain very flexible in our mindset. And my guest today is absolutely perfect for this theme. And this is going to, I'm so excited. I feel like I'm fangirling right now, just all about this. But Heather Dominic is a woman who's impressively successful and highly sensitive. She was a former high school drama teacher who collaborated with one of my favorite people in the world, Bette Mittler. She's a graduate of NYU. She received her first coach training there as well. And she's the winner of 2015 Best Manhattan Coaching Award. And there's a lot of ands in this. Creator of the 2014 Stevie, Stevie Award winning virtual event and A Course in Business Miracles and 21 Day Discovery series that attracted 6,000 registrants from all around the world, including some really fun countries that I still would like to travel to like Iceland and Russia. But she's also appeared on Lifetime Television and has been published in numerous books, uh, also along right side in uh, the book Stepping Stones to Success alongside Deepak Chopra. I can never say his name right. Anyway, as long as I get her name right. So I, I cannot wait to pick her brain. And just so you guys all know, right before taping, I went onto her website because I was so excited to see what more that she had on there. And it invited me to take a test to see if I am sensitive as well. And so we'll reveal the results there. So Heather, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Michael. I'm so looking forward to this conversation. I am too. I think it is just, I, I love what you do. I love, um, I love what you try to do to unleash within people as well. So I only just gave the highlights. Tell us a little bit about who you are, a little more than that, and what your business is and how you help your clients to shock their potential. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So I think probably what's most important to start with is that I serve people who are highly sensitive and specifically people who are highly sensitive, who desire to or are entrepreneurs and or leaders. So I think probably first it's, you know, important to dive into like, what are we actually talking about when we say the words highly sensitive? Um, yes. So I'll share just a little bit there, which is, you know, first of all, it's not a term in any way that's coined by me. Um, it's a term that's based in uh, solid uh, psychological research. And Dr. Elaine Aaron is one of the founders researchers who's most known uh, for her work in connection to the highly sensitive person. 
and has a book by the same name. And basically what it means when you are a highly sensitive person is that your nervous system receives and reacts to stimulation at a much higher degree than someone who is not highly sensitive. So that can be anything from sight, sound, smells, energy, information. And what's also important about this is that you are born into the world highly sensitive. So I always like to say it's not something that your parents did to you and <laughs> you didn't pick it up on the playground and it's not because of that funky drink that you had in college. <laughs> um, it is literally- but that might not have helped a lot. <laughs> so true. Um, but it literally is how your nervous system is wired. And also what's important is that there, according to the research, there's 20% of us who are born into the world highly sensitive. So these factors set us up as highly sensitives to have a very different experience in the world than those who are not highly sensitive. I also like to say that the world is designed for the other 80%. And so what that can end up, you know, what that can end up creating is a sense for those of us who are highly sensitive that there's something wrong with us versus just we process the world because we process stimulation differently. So the work that I do supports those who are highly sensitive and being truly empowered as part of their highly sensitive nature and how that is really available, the highly sensitive uh, aspect of ourselves to serve from a place of strength when it comes to something like entrepreneurialism or any other mm -hmm. type of leadership. Well, I love in the questions because they, as I was answering them and, and we'll, we'll give the, uh, you know, the, the secret toy surprise in the box right here is because we discussed it right before I hit play was that I came out as super uber highly sensitive. So, which is exciting to me to have a term for it. What I was really interested in, in those questions were things that I, I immediately went, oh yes, Oh yes. Like, right. you know, do you often, are you often uncomfortable by like the sounds of sirens? Oh gosh. And when a siren goes by me, I have to stop and cover my ears. Right. Um, and it makes me want to cringe. Like, you know, I had to get out of, you know, Philadelphia for a while because we've had so many months of helicopters going over, um, right. that I finally started. I've been almost sleeping every night with my noise canceling headphones on because oh, yeah. it's just, it was just overwhelming. And I never really thought about it. I mean, it's just something I've always dealt with. But as I was um, going through the list of questions, it really does make you stop and think about, you know, what things do affect you that you're just trying to deal with because it's a part of life, but maybe it's, but not understanding that, that I was different with it. Exactly. Exactly. So first of all, welcome to my world as a super <laughs> Uber. <laughs> um, and I will definitely say that when I learned that I was highly sensitive, it made such a difference. It has changed everything about, you know, just how I operate in my day-to-day -day life. And especially as a person who lives in New York city, and I love living in New York city, mm -hmm. but I've learned how to have the city work even more so for me as a result of understanding that I'm highly sensitive. It's absolutely positive impacted my marriage. 
And it made all the difference for me in my business and professional life. And I think you really spoke to one of the keys, which is, oh, I thought this was something that I just had to deal with. And mm-hmm. so in my work, um, I have teachings that I refer to specifically as our highly sensitive coping mechanisms. And there's three mechanisms that I've identified, as well as a coping cycle. And for anyone who's what I refer to as an untrained, highly sensitive, which just means that either you don't know that you're highly sensitive, or you haven't quite, you know, been diving into how to really intentionally work with it, you're going to go through life pretty much coping. But if you're really interested in excelling in business and life, then then it's, you know, you're being called to go beyond coping as a highly sensitive and into that space where you can really utilize the strength uh, that we possess as creativity and creating for yourself. And so that's, that's really the key. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I never really I never thought of this. This is fascinating on so many levels because I just want to ask you everything about me. <laughs> but I'll I'll make this about everybody else too. <laughs> so when when uh, when you work with somebody and you know like what are what are if if we were having you know a first session together, what are some of the ways that you would help me to at least you know start to understand this a little bit more or learn how to uh, maybe embrace it and run into it rather than looking at these things as things I have to cope with. Yes, it's a great, great question. So in our highly sensitive leadership training programs, we have different leadership tracks um, that you assess into when you begin the program. So just depending on where you are in your highly sensitive journey and what will be most supportive for you. So for example, we have like a visionary leadership track. We have marketing leadership track. We have an advanced marketing leadership track. We also have a self-care leadership track or a relationship leadership track. But whatever track you assess into, every track begins with what we refer to as our orientation trainings. And there's about four to five of those trainings. And those trainings really cover the foundation that you want to begin to work with for yourself to understand your nervous system. So for example, the coping that I just Mm -hmm. spoke about. So identifying which coping mechanism do you tend to default to, or do you default to the pushing coping mechanism, the hiding coping mechanism, or I like to say a combo platter coping mechanism? (laughs) How do you respond to the coping cycle? And then also looking at what I've identified as the top 12 highly sensitive shadows, versus top 12 highly sensitive strengths. And those are just some examples of the key pieces and places that you begin the journey. And you know, every member who comes into the training programs and goes through these orientation trainings <clears throat> just comes out feeling amazed of like, you know, mind blown. What I hear all the time is, oh my gosh, I now understand like why I do what I do. And now I can also understand how to start making some alternate choices. I'm not just destined to this coping mechanism of pushing or getting thrown into this coping cycle or, oh my gosh, now I understand the highly sensitive shadow of overwhelm and I can make a choice to go into strengths instead. So those are just some examples of where we start. And it's really about 
learning to understand yourself as a highly sensitive, but then also how to begin to work with it proactively so that you can just be having more of what you desire, you know, for yourself in your work and in your life. That it's fascinating to think about that because, you know, I wish I would have known this earlier. I wish I would have known it at, uh, you know, various stages of my career. Um, yeah, just thinking me about too. <laughs> yeah, times that I, you know, I mean, before, before I even found meditation and mindfulness, um, which really has helped me in a lot of ways, um, I, you know, would have a tendency to, you know, run into everything so far, so fast, just, you know, go crazy that I made myself nuts in the process, you know, mm -hmm. reaching the burnout, but it's, it's always a sense of, you know, feeling that anxiety that if I don't keep yes. in motion, right, then I'm not going to be relevant. Right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So you probably um, tend more towards the pushing coping mechanism. So I am also a recovering pusher. Um, so <laughs> there's hope just, for me. <laughs> yeah, so let, let me just speak to that for a second. Um, so the pushing mechanism, the pushing coping mechanism is when you as a highly sensitive can get done what an 80 percenter can get done but it comes at a much higher cost for you. And typically in the form of health and or relationships. So you find yourself in that experience of burnout that you just mentioned, for example, um, I definitely had health issues that caught up with me after years of pushing. And you, you know, will feel the effects of the pushing because you'll need some time to recover. And that's part of the coping cycle. And mm -hmm. so then that ends up impacting relationships, right? Because someone who's not mm -hmm. highly sensitive is like, what's wrong with you? Like, why do you have to stay in bed until one o'clock on a Saturday, you know, eating pancakes off your pillow after a work <laughs> week? I don't know, maybe that was just me. Um, yeah, you know, I, but, Mine's an entire weekend of uh, Hallmark Channel movies. Right? So <laughs> then, then it, it, if you don't have the language to talk about like, oh, you know, this is how my nervous system responds or this is what I need, then it can really, again, detrimentally impact relationships. But what I really appreciate about what you shared is, is the anxiety, because that is what's driving the coping mechanism for those of us who are highly sensitive. We will manage the anxiety of just what it is to show up in this world that's designed for the other 80%, as well as the anxiety of feeling secretly like we're a freak and someone's mm -hmm. going to find out. And the way that we manage that is going into that coping, pushing, hiding, or again, combo plattering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Boy, this explains a whole lot. <laughs> right? I know. Yeah. Now, so, you know, what kind of, so when you start to really embrace this, you know, what, what benefits, you know, do people see? How, how do they start to really have this, you know, um, I guess, you know, tangibly, yes. you know, what, what changes for somebody when they can start to understand and control better? Or I don't know oh, if it's really. about control. Maybe it's, maybe it's just about awareness. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's a really good point first. You know, I wouldn't necessarily say control as maybe perhaps just managing 
right? Is like you learn how to manage and work with your nervous system or, you know, a lot of the primary tools that I teach, we refer to as energy management. And these energy management tools just help you be proactive to the stimulation rather than just believing that you have to constantly be reactive to the stimulation. So I love that you asked about the tangible results because, you know, I think that's really what's so key and so important because, you know, the work that I do is about changing your experience, right? So you can literally feel, you know, more peaceful, more grounded, um, more purposeful and productive in a way that's satisfying and rewarding, um, rather than again, you know, in this state of pushing or, or hiding or, or combo plattering. So, so many um, changes occur for members who go through the highly sensitive leadership training. I'll speak to just some of mine first and then also reference, you know, like just others that, you know, I'm really just blessed to see on a constant basis. So I'll speak to, first of all, the, the change that it made for my business. So when I discovered that I was highly sensitive, I had been self-employed at that point for um, probably, I think, just about like eight years or so. And mm -hmm. uh, it was a really significant year because it was the year that I brought my business across the seven figure mark. And in those first years of being self-employed, I had been involved in like a lot of coaching programs and working with coaches. And it was really, you know, number driven. I mean, of course that makes sense, right? Some kind of an entrepreneurial endeavor, but it was really, I latched into that connection to, okay, like my worth is tied to what it is that I create from mm -hmm. a numbers perspective in my business. And that just plugged right into that pushing coping. And oh, yeah. I created that outer success. But as I spoke about earlier, it came at a very, very high cost. I was absolutely overwhelmed. I was overexhausted. I was, you know, really in um, like just not necessarily a good physical state, but also ironically, like though on paper, I had generated seven figures. I had my lowest net year um, that year. So mm -hmm. all of that really got my attention. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought to myself, like, I cannot keep going like this. Like if this is what it means to quote unquote, like be successful as a person who's self-employed, I'm not really sure I'm meant for this. And oh my gosh, if I'm not meant for this, then what the heck do I do? Um, <laughs> so it was a real dark night of the soul. And through uh, some deep, deep inquiry, I was led to Dr. Elaine Aaron and led to understand that I was highly sensitive. <clears throat> Excuse me. So once I learned that I was highly sensitive, <clears throat> excuse me, I started really understanding, oh, I need to go about everything differently. Mm -hmm. I need to approach everything in my business from operations to marketing to selling in a way that works more with my nervous system and who I am. So I began this whole kind of redesign and reconfiguration of how I approached everything. And this is now so much of what I teach. 
And I was able to set up a different schedule for myself than 80 percenters. I was able to uh, really make different marketing choices. I went about selling in an entire different way. And so I am now, you know, over a decade later, still now the steward of a seven figure mission that is consistently net profitable. I literally work like half of the hours of what I was Mm -hmm. back at that time that I had like that dark night of the soul. I'm so much happier. And I really don't have that sense of, oh, my worth is connected to, you know, the numbers on the page, um, the numbers in the books. It's more about what you know, motivates me as a highly sensitive, which is service. So Mm -hmm. those are just some examples. And, you know, I've seen those similar results for so many of the highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders that I serve, but also way beyond just professional, lots of personal shifts and changes as well that, you know, I'm happy to speak to if that'll be helpful as well. Yeah, I think that's, I, I really, I wrote down dark night of the soul. Cause I know you've referred to that a couple of times and that's, it's, that tells such a story of when you hit a point where, you know, it is, it, you're, you're hitting a low of a low, especially where you said, you know, I recognized I crossed seven figures, but I had the lowest profit net profit. And you have to be sitting there going, what am I doing? why am I torturing myself this way (laughs) when I began for a purpose? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, inquiry again, was really so much of what um, pulled me through that dark night of the soul. And it's really so much of a heart, the heart of the, the work that I do and, and what I teach, because we have to be able to know ourselves as highly sensitive, like truly know like who we are, not who others have expected us to be. And that's such a key piece in the the process and the journey. And here's the reason why is because we as highly sensitives, we one of our strengths is that we are extremely empathic, right? We have a deep, deep sense of empathy. When that's on its shadow side, we fall into what I refer to as the chameleon uh, situation where we can turn ourselves into whoever we're with, they want us to be. And Mm -hmm. so for a lot of highly sensitives, we end up losing ourselves and it's very, very difficult to make, you know, empowered choices. It's very, very difficult to create productively and purposefully when you're not even really sure, like, wait, wait, what is genuinely essentially me versus again, that expectation that others have of me? Oh, absolutely. I, I can, I, I, I see myself in that statement so much. I mean, that was, it's probably been one of my greatest talents always is to be able to read a room or a person and adapt to what will be comfortable to them. And to- right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Now you can really use that as a strength, right? Yeah. When you're doing it consciously, mm-hmm. right. When you're doing it unconsciously, or you think or believe that you have to do that in order to be accepted, in order to be approved of, in order to be loved, then, then that just wreaks havoc. You know, that's, yeah. and that basically describes like my dating life in my twenties as well. <laughs> <laughs> 
which was hell. (laughs) (laughs) I totally get that too. Totally get that. Oh my God. This is fascinating. We're going to take a quick break here from our sponsor and we'll be right back. Have you ever considered hiring a virtual assistant, but didn't know where to start? Let Kukua Biz help. Kukua Biz matches talented professionals from Kenya with small businesses around the globe. Affordable weekly rates allow you to have a dedicated full-time staff member to help you with anything from administrative tasks, social media management, public relations, and more. Go to kukuabiz.com today for more information or email info at kukuabiz.com. Kukua Biz, that's K-U-K-U-A-B-I-Z.com. So we're back with Heather Dominic and everything you've described, I see myself in all of this. So it's been uh, very enlightening for me. And, uh, but I think it's, it's also so timely for our topic of the month, which is, you know, a new year, flexible focus. So whether people listening are intuitive uh, or they're, you know, highly sensitive or not, I think that we can all benefit from probably some of the tools that you, that you work with your clients with to help us maintain some flexibility, maybe to see things differently. Because I know a lot of people went into 2020 last year, myself included, you know, with a great year ahead, great plans. I had, you know, amazing speaking schedule all lined up. It was beautiful. When it all tanked, you know, every one of us went, oh my God, what's going on? And what it taught me was that I need to not think that my plan has to be my plan. I have to know that there's going to be some things that get in the way of that. But, you know, what are your tips or resources or ideas for my listeners and viewers to help maintain some of that mental uh, flexibility? Yeah, I so appreciate that word flexibility. I really see that as such a, uh, a key piece of leadership. Um, and so when we talk about highly sensitive leadership, we're really talking about aspects such as flexibility, such as potentiality, um, such as, you know, regality and all of that, you know, I really see leads to also how it is that we're meant to show up every day, um, as our living legacy, so that key to flexibility is, is really that, just such a key. One of the key teachings that I share, I refer to as resistance, shifting from resistance to resilience. Mm. So <clears throat> for highly sensitives, and but as you said, this definitely applies whether we're highly sensitive or not, especially within you know these exceptional times of 2020 and 2021. Excuse me, when we're in resistance, we're often operating from, you know, what has uh, was referred to uh, in a study that came out of Wellesley College called shame shields, where we're constantly operating as an attempt to protect ourselves from experiencing any possibility of shame. And so mm-hmm. whether we're aware of it or not, that drives our decisions. And it drives our actions. For highly sensitives, that really connects to shadows that I refer to, such as overprotection and definitely overwhelm. So when we're untrained as highly sensitives, we're constantly making decisions from a place of 
will this overwhelm me? And, or how can I keep myself from being overwhelmed? So hopefully, you know, as folks are listening, you can hear that's literally the opposite of flexibility. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Right? Is because you're just setting up like, you know, such a, a wall of attempted protection versus when you learn to be in that flow of resilience. So for those of us who are highly sensitive, again, I teach tools that are about energy management, which is that <clears throat> you manage your energy ahead of anything that you might be doing, whether that might be just managing your energy for the day or managing your energy as part of preparing for a presentation or managing your energy as part of preparing for a difficult conversation. So there's an element of raising the bar of personal responsibility of how we show up before, not just how we react or respond to. <clears throat> and I've found that's such a key piece that then when the thing happens, whatever the thing might be, whether it's personally or professionally, maybe it's something in your family with a spouse, child, or you know, professionally, a conversation with a vendor or needing to do a pivot plan like so many of us have had to do and it sounds like you had to do for yourself. The mm -hmm. muscle has been built so it's not, oh my gosh, this thing is happening to me. I have to retreat, figure it mm -hmm. out and then show up. But there's more of that immediate call upon a well of resilience to go into, for those of us who are highly sensitive, accessing our strengths, such as the creativity, which right. allows access to creative solutions in more so in the moment versus again, falling prey to that overwhelm. So that's just one example. Again, that energy management piece being so key to support with the resiliency and that, that sense of flexibility. I think that makes so much sense. And it tells me a few things about myself too. I I've always, my entire life, um, before a performance. So whether or not it's now speaking on a stage or when I was in high school and college and I was singing or in drama or, you know, had to get up and give a speech in class, I would always, I always take, I, I, I call it my walk. I'm like, okay, I'm going to take my walk. Last night I did a presentation um, for a uh, virtual uh, conference with, uh, with Nike and it was a big deal, you know, to do this. And uh, so even then I'm like, I'm going to go take my walk. I had to walk around, you know, where we are staying in this condo. And that, that time is, is, I never thought about why I did it. It was always just my time to find some quiet. And I, mm. you know, and I, I'll, I'll make sure I don't walk near anybody. Cause if I'm in a big conference hall, I don't want anyone to come up and say, Hey, I can't wait to see your presentation or whatever. I have to like, like everything has to be shut down. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's part of your way of managing mm -hmm. your energy and mm -hmm. preparing. Um, and that makes sense, especially as a super uber highly sensitive, right? Where you do need that space where you are, um, you know, removed from any possibility of stimulation so that mm -hmm. you can have that time to like really connect in, to ground, and then be available to, you know, be of service in the way, whether, like you said, it's performing or, or presenting for sure. Yeah. 
Well, and I think too, one of the things that I have done um, this in over the last year, I started doing a lot of um, hypnosis meditations and there's one that I do. Um, and I do it almost every day now during, you know, kind of work, work day time. Um, I have, I don't have any time to put it in today. So I already feel the, the, that it's, I'm a little off with it, but it's, and I've got to take 38 minutes to do it, but it's called raise your energy. And it's a hypnosis mm. meditation. It takes me about seven minutes to get into the hypnotic, you know, trance. And then I, it's like getting a great nap, but I, whenever I hear the part of the, the tape that's, you know, starting to raise it back up, it's amazing. I just feel almost like I'm, I'm recharged. It's like, it's like totally being plugged in and recharging my battery. And yeah. it's, and when I do it at first, I felt kind of guilty about it. I'm like, you know, who are you to take a nap every day? And then finally I'm like, Hey, it works. I'm going to go with it. And I had no idea really why I needed to do it. Now it makes total sense. Totally. Well, it's also a beautiful example of doing things differently as a highly sensitive, right? So I love that you brought in that piece of like, oh, who am I to take a nap every day? That's like <laughs> such a great example. Um, for those of us who are highly sensitive, where we start to like, like, you know, untangle that training of what an 80 percenter would or wouldn't do. And it's like, no, of course, this is how I start my day. Um, or this is what I need for myself. Like, you know, for me personally, I don't speak to anyone, whether that's on the phone or video or in person, I mean, outside of my sweetheart husband, of course, but I mean, more for work <laughs> until like afternoon. Um, you know, I know that morning time is I just need, you know, more quiet and centering. And then I can literally like get more done and create more, you know, say like between 12 and four than any, mm -hmm. you know, one might typically be able to do between nine and five. Um, the other piece that I just want to mention that um, may or may not be helpful to you or anyone who's else who's listening, uh, and so much of what I teach about energy management uh, includes putting pen to paper. So the tools that I teach are do have to do with writing, and what that does is it gives you a trackable process. So it may or may not be interesting for you to add like one little element to those 38 minutes, or maybe you even just, you know, write down a reflection. Um, or, you know, maybe if there's any type of insight that you received. And the power of the trackable aspect of energy management is it does serve as part of that retraining process for highly sensitives because you can go back and you can see oh you know this is a belief that i started with say you know in june and now that i'm in december i i don't i don't have that limiting belief i don't hold that anymore and i can see the process so then i'm supported and not rubber banding back um uh, yeah. and there there is also power in the kinesthetic, uh, even for those of us who might not be primary, primarily kinesthetic learners, but there is a power in that for those of us are, who are highly sensitive just because we do feel things so deeply and that includes physically as well. So just throwing that out there yeah. in case it might be something you wanna play with. It's great. It's funny you say that because um, I, I, when I 
do a podcast. I'm taking notes the whole time. This is my little book. I fill them up all the time. And then when I've accomplished everything that's on there, like after I've written the show notes, I put a line through the page that tells me it's done. Um, And then I go, every time I finish with one, I go back and I make sure that I either transfer things to the next book or I cross them out or whatever. And I can't finish that book until everything's done. I can't like put it on the shelf. And even then I still can't throw it away. (laughs) Totally. That's so Uber of you. (laughs) I found my tribe. Oh, Heather, I could, I, I could just, I could use this entire time just to pick your brain on how to fix me. So I won't over abuse my time, but, and I know we'll have all your contact information on our show notes, but in case somebody else is like, I need to do this. I need to take this test. I need to find it right now. What's the best way for them to find you? Yeah, for sure. So I would just recommend um, going to hsequiz.com, hsequiz.com. And it's really not a quiz um, because you don't pass or fail. (laughs) Um, It's really just more of an assessment, but just hsequiz makes a better URL. Um, And (laughs) when you take that quiz or that assessment, you'll discover if you're somewhat of a highly sensitive entrepreneur or a super highly sensitive entrepreneur or like Michael and me, you are a super uber highly sensitive (laughs) entrepreneur. And I would definitely recommend it whether you're in the entrepreneurial world or not. If you are a person who leads um, teams, if you are a person who just really truly desires to, you know, be a leader of yourself and your life, you'll find value in that that quiz as well. And then definitely in the free success guide that you receive once you've taken the assessment. So that's hsequiz.com. I love it. Well, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Well, all I would say is that if you've been listening and you have a sense of like, oh my gosh, that is me or also, oh my gosh, that is fill in the blank, a person that I really care about. I would definitely really recommend that you, you know, follow this thread and do, you know, find out more for yourself, find out support for yourself, whether it's, you know, the HSE quiz or otherwise, because it it will truly, truly change your life. And um, you'll just find that you're able to just have a greater, you know, sense of, you know, self-confidence and connection with others. And again, whether it's yourself or somebody else that, you know, in your, in your life, um, I've just seen it change so many relationships, my, my own included, as I mentioned earlier. Awesome. Excellent. Thank you so much. I really have enjoyed having you on as a guest and I am so glad we are connected. Likewise. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.